there's really no competition. There's only camaraderie. There's only support. There's only wanting to inspire one another, lift each other up, bring more nurses into this world. Because I think we know that nurse coaching becomes a more and more powerful movement. It gains more momentum the more of us there are in this field. Hey, fellow nurses, welcome to the best place for you to learn all about nurse coaching. I'm Heather. And I'm Peter. We're co-founders of the Nurse Coach Collective, where we've helped thousands of nurses find more freedom and fulfillment by training them to become board-certified nurse coaches. If you want to help your patients prevent, treat, and reverse disease through holistic lifestyle coaching. If you want something more from your nursing practice, then head on over to nursecoachcollective.com. Together, we're transforming healthcare one conversation at a time. But for now... Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, nurses and nurse coaches. Heather here, back again with the Nurse Coach Collective podcast. And today, joining me is nurse coach Lauren Jefferson. Lauren, welcome. Hi. So excited to be here. Yes, I'm so stoked to have you. So let me tell you all a little bit about Lauren. As many of us can relate, Lauren became a nurse to help people through their most vulnerable moments. As a board-certified health and wellness nurse coach, she is finally able to achieve that goal in a deeper and more meaningful way than she knew possible. In her nurse coaching practice, she works with patients who are facing a challenging medical journey, such as a cancer diagnosis, traumatic injury, end-of-life care, and grief around loss. Lauren, it's an absolute honor to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. What an introduction. Yes. Well, you deserve quite the introduction. (laughs) So you have so much that I want to dive into. You have this incredible practice. um, But I am curious before we get into those details. Can you tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a nurse coach and your journey to this side of nurse coaching and kind of what brought you here? So, I mean, multifactorial nurse during during COVID and feeling both the burnout and I always felt at the bedside that there there wasn't enough time there's a little bit of a disconnect between the care I wanted to give and the time that you could give that care I also ICU nurse for a long time I watched patients suffer and go through things without having all the information or the ability to really decide for themselves what was best for them And while I knew all of these things and I was like, man, I wish there was a different way. My dad was diagnosed with ocular melanoma, which is a terminal cancer. So now I'm thrown on the other side as, you know, family member. And my dad was a smart guy. But you go to these doctor's appointments, half the time he didn't express all the things going on with him. Oh, I'm fine or it's not that bad. And the doctors never really delved deeper, whether it was symptoms or even what path do you want to be on? What is your end goal? Where do you want to be? And no one was there to guide us on any of that. And I at least had some clue being a nurse. But even I felt, man, what do you do if you don't have a nurse in the family? What do you, how do you have these conversations? So I knew as a nurse, there was a gap. And then I knew as a family member, oh, this gap is way worse than even I knew. And then as a nurse, okay, I know it. What do I do about it? So to know there's a problem and there's no solution, I wasn't sure I wanted to keep nursing. And it was 
in the midst of all of this that I actually stumbled upon your, you know, the Nurse Coach Collective, and I've never clicked on a Facebook ad in my life. <laughs> I have no idea why I clicked on it. And I clicked on it and I started looking through. I'm like, okay, these people are explaining and describing exactly what I'm feeling. Mm. And they're offering a solution. Is this too good to be real? Because everything, you know, if it's too good to be true, it is. I don't know what made me take that leap. Like I said, it was in the midst of my dad dying. And in fact, he died three weeks before the first course started. Oh, Lauren. Mm. And I didn't know. Do I, again, do I go forward with this? And it's the best thing I ever did. What a powerful moment of transition in your life and just being in that time where you have had so much experience on the one side of things, right? As a nurse, you've navigated this with your patients and now everything hits home in such a totally different way when it is you, when it's your family, your life, your father. And so then to be thinking about stepping into something new that sounds a little bit too good to be true while you're also on the precipice of things in your life and in your family totally changing, I mean, that that must have been a wild, wild ride for you. It really was. And I think the biggest gift that, that the, the program and nurse coaching gave me is I got to live through, I experienced grief. Learning how to coach my fellow nurses and learning how to dig deep myself helped me walk the path that I now help my patients walk. Learning how to be there without telling them what to do, learning how to have the discussions, both the education around decision-making, what does all this medical stuff mean, but then also how do you break it down and emotionally process it and navigate grief I had to do it. And so now when I ask it of my patients and when I say, I can sit here in your grief with you, I can sit here in this difficult decision, I mean it because I've been there. So did you know, Lauren, that this was a population that was near and dear to your heart that you wanted to work with before going through this with your dad? I think a little bit, yes, because I... Again, small community. I, I grew up in a small community and there's, you just know a lot of people and a lot of people in my community do deal with whether it's depression or anxiety. And we have an oddly high rate of MS up, up where I live. And we have, you just know people who've been through a lot. So I've known my whole life a lot of, of people who have faced really difficult medical decisions without the resources up here. So again, I've always known it was a problem even outside of nursing. Like, what do you think is the consequence? Because you have lived through this yourself with your family, what do you think is the consequence of not having support, not having a nurse in the family or a professional nurse coach on your side to help navigate something so complex? The root answer of that is a lot of the pain and suffering in, and this sounds big, but in the world today, if you can't make a choice that's right for you because you A, didn't have the right information and B, no one asked or really processed, what's your why? What's your meaning? And you don't know why you're making the choices, then you live in guilt. You live in question. 
if you have to make this decision for another person, I work with a lot of patients who have loved ones that have lost the ability to be a mother or a sibling or a cousin because they've become caregiver. And they're caregiver making choices that they don't know that it's the right choice or not for their loved one. And that's painful. And it leaves you questioning. And you may never get the answer of, did I make the right or wrong call? So what's the flip side of that then? I mean, you brought to your journey and your family's situation that you were a nurse, that you did have this background. And as you said, that that was awesome. But even that, there were still these huge gaps and still missing pieces. What, what do you think is the difference for anyone who is navigating one of these complex medical journeys now being able to have someone like you as a nurse coach on their side and in their corner? You know, I have a patient right now with, I have a few patients with terminal diagnoses, but she's complex medical issues. And when we first started working together, you know, I want to live in my house forever. I want you, whatever her decisions were, they were based out of fear. And after conversations, and it's everything from when I go to doctor's appointments with her, making sure she feels hurt. So the information she's getting from her doctors, she doesn't feel blown off anymore. Or when she does, we can address it. She feels heard. And then she understands consequences of her decision making. So the choice isn't, do I want to stay in my home or do I not want to stay in my home? It's a much deeper answer of how do I want my life to look while I'm still alive? What are the things that are important to me. And her answer was friends, people, time and energy to do things she she wants to do. So she went from living in kind of her apartment, unable to really leave it very much. Last spring, she actually went to Monterey Bay and went whale watching out on the ocean. Never thought she hadn't left her apartment in, or certainly the county in in months, almost a year. And that is not everything that she can do moving forward, but she didn't even realize she was capable of that because she was caught up in the minutia of everyday things. And she's now in a place where she realizes she didn't lose her independence by asking for help. She gains freedom by asking for help. Wow. Can you say that one more time? She does not lose independence by asking for help. She gains freedom by asking for help. I think that is so spot on and so powerful and just a major, major takeaway, I think, for anyone walking through a complex medical diagnosis and also anyone walking through anything in life. And and probably something that you and I know is one of the most powerful parts of being a nurse coach is when we're able to serve and support others, our superpower is not taking away autonomy or power or decision-making from another person. It's actually giving them back that freedom and, and the ability to live in a different way that's in alignment with their soul. Whether they are young or old or healthy and thriving or towards the end of their life, there's always room to be focusing in on like, what makes you feel free in this moment? What makes you feel alive and well with the resources that you presently have? Absolutely. And that was one of the things that hit so home for me. And probably the biggest change in my nursing practice is I can't cure it. I can't necessarily fix it. And I tell my patients that I'm not here to fix any of this, but I'm here to be with you on the journey and make sure that 
that I support the choices you're making and you're making the choices that are right for you and speak to you. And I really appreciate you sharing that story because there's some line and maybe I pulled it from your website or, or something, but it says about what you do is watching my patients transition from a place of fear around a diagnosis to being able to choose to really live again and I think that's how one of your patients actually put that, to be able to really live again. I think that is something we often forget when we get so bogged down focusing on medications and pharmacology and diagnoses and symptom management and treating and treating and, you know, doing the most we can for the person to slap that Band-Aid on and then send them on their merry way. And we forget that isn't the utmost important part of the care that we can provide another person as nurses, as fellow humans, to support someone to be alive, to feel fully whole and alive, no matter what you have going on. Absolutely. And that, and again, yet another thing through nurse coaching and the practice is that, you know, I've had this conversation with patients. You can choose to live even when you're dying, even in your worst day and your ugliest moment in the grief and the pain and the sadness. Those feelings are feelings of a person who's alive and living. And it's not about not feeling that or, or pushing that aside. It's delving into all of the moments of life that make it messy, that make it great and moving through it and recognizing this is all part of being alive and I'm choosing to be alive now. I love this because I think, Lauren, that when a lot of people think of health and wellness coaching or whatever they envision nurse coaching is before yeah. they learn about it, we often think that it's it's striving to be ourselves and striving to help striving to help others get into this optimal state of perfect health and well-being. And and in, in a lot of ways it is, but it's so much more complex than that. So there are these things like being the perfect practitioner of mindfulness or having your nutrition all figured out, having this great exercise plan to follow. And I know these are all things that you get to work with your clients on because they're important areas of wellness, but it's also not just about being this perfect image of health and wellness. It's about all of the messiness and the rawness and the ugliness and the feelings and like being being in it and being witnessed and being alive inside of it. I mean, the nutrition is a perfect example. At my core, I absolutely believe what we put on our body is the energy that we live off of. Then I had another patient with a terminal cancer diagnosis, you know, and all the, the ideas out there around health and wellness and how can you, what are all the things that you can do in fighting cancer? And there's a lot. And do I think some of them make a difference? Absolutely. But this woman loved cooking fried food for her family. And there's not one thing more she loved than her her family full of her loved ones and this meal out there. And I asked her, if you can't eat that food ever again, but you can live longer. Is that worth it to you? And she's like, oh, my God, no. And for her, that was true for her. She really, like, food and culture was so important. Now, that doesn't mean that she has to have that meal every day. And certainly maybe we can incorporate different healthier ways of cooking things, and there's a, there's a spectrum. But again, the, her truth was that these meals bring her such deep joy that it's not worth it to her to be on a fasting juice cleanse. Wow. Yeah. And you thought 
to ask that question. Whereas we know so many different types of providers may not, it may not have even occurred to them to ask that question. It would have been more of a, here's your diet plan. Here's what you can eat. Here's what you can't eat. You know, go out, see if you're successful with this. And then I wonder, hmm, why were you not successful? Because most don't even think to stop and say, hey, what truly is the most important piece for you around this, which in her case, you learned very quickly was the family, the culture, the traditions to being able to continue on doing those things that were probably the very things that helped her feel alive. So you mentioned from this kind of complex medical journey, you mentioned the cancer diagnoses, which is obviously something very near and dear to your heart. Um, you mentioned end of life care. I know grief has come up in here. Is there anything else that kind of fits into this population that you've been drawn to? A lot of, again, the complex diagnoses, it's more than just cancer, grief, or the end of life. It, there's such spectrums. And di diabetes is a massive diagnosis that alters your life and sense of self. Even an aging population. So I live in an area where we have a very healthy older population that all of a sudden is hitting this spot in life where they're not mountain climbing anymore or the way they saw themselves self-identity and whether it's an aging population or you're very young and you get a diagnosis that alters who you are trying to figure out is who i am this person that can climb mountains or what about that spoke to who i am and it kind of that goes across all of the diagnoses whether it's MS, whether it's diabetes, whether it's myasthenia gravis, whether it's it, it alters your idea of who you are and how you move through the world. And how can you get back to the sense of, well, no, I still am who I am and I still th move through the world. It does look different, but this is not defining of me. Hey, hey, quick detour from the episode. We wanted to let you know that our next training is starting soon and there's still time to enroll. You get everything you need to become a board-certified nurse coach, a world-class learning experience, expert mentorship, and access to the most amazing community of like-minded nurses. We have a limited number of spots left and our courses always sell out. So if you've been thinking about becoming a nurse coach, don't wait. The next start date is right around the corner and we don't want you to miss it. Oh, and one more thing. If you're looking to 10X your practice, check out the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference. It's gonna be an epic gathering of hundreds of powerful healers as we all come together to elevate our practice and transform healthcare. Tickets for the 2024 Nurse Coach Conference are on sale now and we can't wait to see you there. All right, now let's get back to the episode. Because we've seen, I imagine you've experienced this fully. I know I did when I was an ICU nurse at the bedside. It's like we have seen how having a diagnosis or a label or the things that we are not able to do because of a diagnosis, how that really becomes almost a definition of who you are as a person. I've seen that happen over and over and over again with the patients I used to care for. What changes? What changes when you get to show up and tell someone, you know, first, you're not alone on this journey. First, I see you. I hear you. I'm going to ask you the questions to find out what's most important for you. But, but how does nurse coaching help someone to not be their diagnosis? Yet again, another great Great question. I, I'm going to answer with a, a story of actually an, you know, an athlete came in and this athlete defined himself. He's an Olympic level athlete, defined himself 
you know, as as the athlete and he had a pretty severe injury and if he it, and it led to all sorts of further complications. Now we've got a multi-organ issue and he the type of athlete he was, he can't just overcome that. He can't get up tomorrow and start working out again, but that's who he is. And in his head, if I don't do that, I'm not myself. I am someone to get to that level. You push through the pain, you push through the suffering, you push and push and push. And if you're not pushing, then you're not a high level athlete. And that's what I am. But if he pushed the way he wanted to, he was going to kill himself. So how does he, you know, how do, how do you figure that out? And I, we talked and I said, look, so who you are is someone that overcomes challenges, no matter what the challenge is. Your new challenge is that you can't be the athlete you were. That's probably the biggest challenge you've ever faced. Now, you might get back to that someday, but your body has to heal first. You've never had to stop and sit in it. It is absolutely a challenge every much on par with going for that gold. Can you overcome this challenge the way you overcame that challenge? Because that'll tell you who you are. What an incredibly powerful reframe there and perspective. So how, out of curiosity, how was that received? Did that hit home? It sounds like you figured out how to speak this individual's language. He was young. And I think, you you know, you watch someone and the initial time you say something, you're not always sure how it hits. And then over time, you start to, so he, instead of going AMA and going home, he did stay. This was a hospital patient, so as we know in the hospital, I don't actually know what he went home and decided to do. Sure. One of the benefits of nurse coaching in those long-term relationships, you get to see see and experience through and find out how they conclude. But anyways, go on. I, I mean, I can tell you from the nursing side of it, I'm finally having conversations with my patients that feel meaningful. And I, in that moment, I think I did give him the information Hopefully he thinks about it. And should he make the choice to work out and keep pushing, it's a, it's a decision that hopefully he thought about instead of just that gut reaction of, I don't care what the injury is. I don't care what the diagnosis is. I'm going to keep being the person I am, which is kind of the flip side to the question you asked, you know, ignoring the diagnosis. And, and we've seen the patients that push through I will be who I am and I'm going to ignore this diagnosis. I guess to go back and answer your question about people who become become their diagnoses. Yeah, that's an interesting like two side to the equation, right? We have the the risk of somebody becoming taking on like this diagnosis is my identity. I am I am my illness or I am whatever uh, complexity I'm facing. And then you have the side where it's so attached to the former identity being the only identity that we ignore or we live in denial of any challenges that we may be facing, which, you know, sometimes can work in our favor for a little bit, but generally speaking, that tends to catch up with us. And so from what I'm gathering and what I'm understanding about your role as a nurse coach is that you are really able to empower your clients in your own practice, but also empower your patients at the bedside to have that different level of acceptance, of understanding, but also hope and really an empowered 
possibility-focused way of envisioning the future and almost like reminding them of their power to still be themselves, to still have a life, to still be alive, to still seek joy and wellness in this very broad and deep, meaningful sense, no matter what, and to have your support in doing so. Absolutely. I think one of the, the biggest things is we cannot choose what happens to us but we can choose how we react to it. And that's what makes us who we are. And sometimes when all your you know, decision-making, everything feels so out of your control, to remind yourself, no, I, I do get to choose how I handle this. And that doesn't mean never breaking down. And it doesn't mean never having bad, rough moments. But reminding yourself of the choices you have or having someone help you remind you it is empowering and it does give you hope and it reminds you that you have autonomy and the ability to choose who you are even when things are happening to you. Yes. Don't have the ability to control what happens to us, but we can slow down, be intentional, get support and have intention about how we choose to react to things. I love that, Lauren. Now, I want to backtrack a little bit, if it's okay with you, because I want to acknowledge that you said that you came into the Nurse Coach Collective, you started your learning journey to become a nurse coach right at the same time that you were at that final phase of losing your father to cancer. And you did not have a professional nurse coach. You did not have a Lauren <laughs> to support you in your process, to support your family in their process. So what was it like for you to jump into this program, this training program that you know is rigorous in its own way while you were going through that? How did you manage it? How was it helpful or supportive of you? Or, or what was that experience like? It was so hard when dad died, obviously losing someone, it, it's the hardest thing I'd ever been through up until that point. And I am the only medical person in my family at all. I don't have grandma or uncles or aunt, nobody else has ever been, been medical. So I didn't have, I, you know, I was my dad's daughter, but I also was the nurse in a way that I couldn't share with my closest family while they could love we all had our own perspective of it. But my perspective of being the person that understood what these medical terms coming at us were. And in another odd, bizarre, we're a small community, my dad was on the floor of the nurses I work with. So it's my nurse community that was taking care of my dad. I was so, I was working the floor while my dad was on the floor. And so it was this really weird, I didn't have my closest family to explain what it's like to be Nurse Lauren and also Daughter Lauren. And the Nurse Coach Collective, it was a bunch of people that also wanted to dig deep, that weren't afraid to ask the real question, like not, how are you, and hope to hear, oh yeah, we're getting along, but really want to know, how are you, and listen. And really want to know how can, you know, we know we can't fix it and make it better, but we can be here and support you. So like I said, I got to feel the grief that I have, you know, my patients are going through. I also got to feel the support from the nurse coach community. I will always be healing from this. 
but through the collective, taking moments to look at things, whether it was the little moments of meditation. I use so much of it now in my practice, the toolkits that, that the practice gave me, whether it's leaning on the people that can be there in those moments in those ways, whether it's laughing and being silly, because joy and laughter and dancing is a powerful healing recharging tool. Whether it's, you know, journaling, meditation, you gave us bajillion different ways of, of breath work and different things work on different days. And one of the biggest things I learned in the collective was how to rediscover myself and what I need to heal. Because everything I knew up to that point, it went away. Nothing felt good. So how do I re-go through and in going through step by step the collective with other people who are also going through it? I started to rediscover what does work for me and learn that's different for every one of us. You walked through your own version of what we've been talking about here, which is like refinding yourself, re-coming alive, refinding your identity, because you had this side of you that's Lauren the nurse, you had this side of you that's Lauren the daughter, and then they're both kind of thrown up in the air and all meshed and mangled together in this way that doesn't totally make sense. And so your process of refinding yourself involved no, you didn't have a nurse coach at the time, but it sounds like maybe you had 30 nurse coaches at the time. You had like 30 nurse coaches in training in the form of your peers to show up, to listen, to care in that authentic way, to be curious, to go beneath the, the surface, to ask you the, the tough questions, the real questions, and to hold space and be with you while you were navigating this journey that whether or not you knew it at the time, now it turns out to be this journey that you're getting to navigate and support your clients with. Exactly. Yep, you nailed it. That's like so magically beautiful to me in a lot of ways. <laughs> when, when dad died and this course is supposed to start in three weeks, I very much questioned, is this the right time? Should I really be diving into a rigorous course. Does this make any sense? And hindsight, the timing was couldn't have been better, which shows me that any point, even if you don't feel 100% ready, any point is the right time to start getting into you know, asking for help and leaning into it. Yeah, I think the thing that comes up for me as I'm listening to you and, and being reminded of like the, the importance, the power of asking for help that any time is the right time. It's like, it's just so important to not be alone. You know, we navigate so much in our lives alone. Even if we have friends, even if we're in relationships, even if we have close families, you know, our culture celebrates so much independence and autonomy. And that is wonderful in many ways. But as a consequence, we often are alone. We feel alone. And, you know, we won't get into this, but Social media has all of these impacts that makes us even feel more alone and lonely. And and what you're talking about in, in asking for help or in any time is the right moment to get support with whatever you're going through, right? Maybe it's support in getting to that next level of your nursing career or support in managing what is going on with you and your family and your grief and your medical journey or everything in between. It's about like finding people. Finding people who are going to surround you, who are going to lift you up, who are going to challenge you, who are going to be there for you. Finding a environment, a learning environment or something else that is going to help you grow, keep you on the up and up. 
I don't know. Does that concept ring true to you? Like the importance of just not not being alone as you navigate this? Well, I can give you a very, very black and white example again in my own life. So my dad was diagnosed 14 years before he died, but it we knew eventually it would come back. But we had an amount of time between it coming back that nothing was normal. We knew he was going to, it would come back eventually, but we had these 10 years. And my family is very, very self-sufficient, independent people, very much prideful. My dad did not want us talking to anyone outside our family about this. It was incredibly, you know, isolating. And my response, I was nurse, uh, travel nurse up in Alaska when I found out tumor's back, it's in his liver, he's going to die. And my literal response, talk about alone, I took eight days and I drove up alone into the Arctic Circle. I was as alone. I didn't see anyone for days. I think I threw a temper tantrum in the tundra, maybe some caribou saw. But I was, because who do I turn to? I can't turn to people. We don't talk about this. Who could understand this pain? Who could actually be there? I didn't reach out. I was angry. I was sad. And I didn't want anyone to see those sides of me, those versions of myself. I, so I did the alone thing. And I'm not saying it was bad and there was some processing in there, but the stark contrast between when I found out about that diagnosis and being alone and then having, whether it was the nurse coach community, but I'll tell you my own nursing community here as well. And when he passed and we could share with people, four days after he died, we were supposed to do a, a ceremony of life. He died and we ended up doing it anyway. And the community that came together to share the stories, to grieve together, to share the parts of him, the contrast, I know that desire to shut off and be alone and not ask for help because it's scary and, and it's uncomfortable and you're not sure of the response and you don't trust it. The healing was so much deeper. The support was so much more. And I couldn't have gotten through it. And I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be f having the happy moments I have. I wouldn't be feeling good about life if I didn't have the support I had. And if I hadn't had that help and I hadn't reached out, I don't know what my life would look like, but it'd be very lonely and I wouldn't have found the joy I've found. Lauren, thank you so much for sharing. I'm finding myself um, tearful and it's not sadness. I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss of your father, but the sadness that I am experiencing, or excuse me, the emotion that I'm experiencing is such deep, profound gratitude and almost just like relief knowing that there are so many people out there who are navigating something so challenging, so complex. They, they, whether or not they have an Arctic circle to run to, they probably feel like they are that alone. And now they get to have you. They get to have somebody like you to be there, to help them navigate, to help them find joy or whatever comes next for them. And, and my deepest hope is that where there's one of you, <laughs> there's many of you. And, and I hope that in listening to this, you know, there are going to be so many other nurses and nurse coaches who are inspired by you to get out there and be doing some of this most important work and supporting our, our 
population, our community, our fellow humans when we are most in need and maybe when it's most difficult to ask for support too. Absolutely. This is a community of abundance and the more of us, the better. And it's, you look at other entrepreneurs or other business owners and this idea of of trying to outdo your partner. And it's so cool to be in a community where like, no, the more of us, the better. And how can we support each other? How can we lift it? Because there can't be enough of us. Yes. And and that's not always true in nursing. Like nursing has a reputation for being a bit of a doggy dog world. We, we, you know, get out there and we eat our young and we got the bullying and all that gnarly stuff. But like in nurse coaching, it like it almost doesn't exist. Right. And that's one of the things that I've always found to be just mind blowing and beautiful is that there's really no competition. There's only camaraderie. There's only support. There's only wanting to inspire one another, lift each other up, bring more nurses into this world. Because I think we know that nurse coaching becomes a more and more powerful movement. It gains more momentum the more of us there are in this field. And I always welcome more colleagues. I would guess most of us feel that this should be the future of medicine. These conversations, whether you're on my end of things around you know, grief and post-diagnosis or more of the preventative or more of wherever you are on the spectrum, these conversations. And I was an anthropology major before I was a nurse. And I also gotten to spend some time down in, um, in Mexico with a Mayan wise man. Other cultures do this. They have these conversations. Healing and health is community. Healing and health is a meal meal shared. And I believe that at my core, and I think nurse coaching does too. Medicine should be all of these things, these conversations, this compassion, the support. And the more of us there are, the bigger the movement is. Maybe healthcare can shift in that direction. Yeah, I have heard you say that before, and I'm so happy that you brought this up, this idea, this notion that nurse coaching is the future of healthcare. I think you and I and probably every nurse coach or nurse really we've ever talked to knows what you were saying. This should be the way that we're moving. This should be the future of healthcare. But what do you believe is actually happening? Do you Are you seeing this? Are you feeling this? Do you believe that nurse coaching truly is and can become the future of healthcare? When I see the system, it feels bleak. But when I talk to individuals in the system, there's a lot of passion for it. And I think right now we're on a, on a point where there's uncertainty. Can someone like Lauren survive in this business and actually do it and survive and, and, and make it work? So, and am I getting a paycheck enough to survive in Summit County? And I think that's where the fear is for a lot of nurses. There's some comfort in the consistent paycheck. Yet so many of my colleagues from all my travels and where I'm working now, including providers, doctors, like, well, this is really cool. Tell me more about that. How do I do? I want to do that. How do we, how do I figure that out? I have had multiple people ask, can, can I work for you? Can you, can you show me how to do, how do I do this? The desire is there. The door just has to open and people have to walk through it. But I very much believe the majority of individuals in our healthcare system got into it because they care. And 
if given the opportunity, would absolutely choose this. Yeah. So here we are opening the door, right, Lauren? Like we're, we're wide opening the door and saying, come on, come on in. It's safe here. It's fun here. And and I think what you spoke to is is really, really important to note that it's it's not just that you are finding that there are people out there who need your support and who are willing to pay for your support so that you can be earning money in this way. But it's also your fellow nurses who are wanting to get in on this work, who are saying, you know, hey, hey, can you hire me? Hey, I want to do more of what you're doing. And I think that those two pieces combined are a really good indication to the need for this field, the market drive for this field, and letting you know that you are on the right path, that you are doing something that is not only important and meaningful and impactful, but also there is just a deep, deep need for that our fellow humans are willing to show up and say yes to. Yes, absolutely. Well, Lauren, I want to close out, if it's okay with you, by reading a few of the testimonials that you receive that I pulled from your website. So I know you didn't you didn't see this coming. So <laughs> take a moment to put you put you on the hot seat here. Um, but I just think they're so powerful and they really give some context from a client's perspective to what you do and to how it compares to the traditional healthcare model. So is it okay with you if I share those? Yes, thank you. Okay. So one of your clients said, I feel like I got more out of this relationship than I have in many years of counseling and work with my primary care physician. Another shared that Lauren is an amazing coach and advocate. Healthcare can be tricky. Even moderately complex health issues can make you feel like you're on a roller coaster, trapped and unable to change course. Lauren's able to give perspective to not just the physical aspects of health issues, but also how they impact mental well-being. Then she gives tools to help all aspects of the challenges you may face. Working with Lauren was one of the best decisions I have made, and I highly recommend her if you are in need of healthcare support. So Lauren, these are just a very small testament to the incredible work that you are doing and that you will continue to do as a nurse coach and a true, true demonstration of how powerful nurse coaching can be. I thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for joining us. It is such an honor to have you. Thank you for opening the door for so many of us. Thank you, Lauren. Is there anything else that you want to say or put into this space before I press that record button? Thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk with you. It was an honor. You guys really have done an incredible job and everything, even up through the business piece, what you're doing to support nurses it it really was life-changing for me and thank you very much right back at you lauren thanks for hanging out with us today if you enjoyed this podcast head on over to nursecoachcollective.com where you can start your journey to becoming a nurse coach and get in on the most transformative specialty in nursing create more freedom and fulfillment in your career and connect with some of the coolest nurses on the planet We've got a free training and tons of resources to help you get started. So go to nursecoachcollective.com. That's nursecoachcollective.com.